Hey everybody, it's Fernando from the Rollback Podcast. And yes, I know you all are surprised. I'm on a Saturday podcast. What can I say? Eddie begged and pleaded for my assistance, and I reluctantly joined. I am joined by Kema, the other founder of the Rollback, and our unneeded person, Eddie Luna. You mean you mean the CEO, the president of the of this company? You haven't received the letter, huh? The owner, Oof. the owner of this company. Mm. Oof. Mm. Without me, the lights would turn off in this building. I love how I love how um, uh, the ongoing joke is always that you know, Fernie has like this unrivaled hatred for you, and then it's like, oh, Chema's here too. Like, he's, he's fine. <laughs> like, Chema's <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. All right. So we are in the twilight of a new Marvel film in theaters. Probably the first time since I want to say Spider-Man far from home. And uh, it's been, it's been a while. It's been a hot second. I have my tickets already. Black Widow. Uh, I saw Black Widow on Disney plus. So I didn't watch it in theaters. Um, I'm sorry. You spent $30. Uh. Oh shit! Okay, I yeah, mean, there's gonna be some upsetting stuff then. Go okay, on. there's gonna be blood tonight. Okay, <laughs> so, um, so the new the new Marvel film Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings comes out this uh, tomorrow. I think I have my tickets for Friday already, so I'm pretty hyped for this. It's gonna be my first time in the theater since March 2020, and in order to celebrate that, we wanted to do a top ten of our favorite MCU films. No, uh, no, no restrictions. No, no, nothing. Just uh pure our own fun not what we think is best just what we like the most mm-hmm. and uh this is going to be pretty fun because it's the three of us and we all have pretty different opinions so this could be fun who wants to go first i think my choice will probably be the worst up for number 10 so um, okay then you go first <laughs> <laughs> the incredible hulk oh yeah that is a fuck that is the fucking worst look, 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 literally i have this in my notes i don't even show you hulk okay. Look, this is a dumb but fun movie, and I like it. I had Incredible Hulk also as my number 10. Oh, shit! So, fuck you, Chema. You're part of the minority here. Uh, Well, I am Mexican, so it would (laughs) So are we, (laughs) technically. All right, so you want to talk about Incredible Hulk? What do you all think about that movie? Well, for any way, do you like it so much? I liked it. It was like the... Okay, aside from the Lou Ferrigno Hulk... uh, all we really had for a movie Hulk was the Eric Bana one. And that one completely blew ass. Like, I think I thought that was the worst comic book movie I ever saw as a kid. And I was just like, this is so boring. Um, I mean, I like the Edward Norton Hulk granted. We never saw Edward Norton again, but as far as like intrigue, I thought it was good. Uh, as far as how the Hulk looked in it, I thought it was the best rendition of Hulk that we had seen um, before pre-Ruffalo. Um, but for me, it's completely based on rewatchability. Uh, I could rewatch that Hulk movie easily and I will not lose interest. Um, I agree. It's so rewatchable. It's one of those movies where you can jump in at any point and like you're golden. Um, it, I think... It, Fernie, you guys feel free to disagree with me. I think this has the best one-on-one fight scene in the entire phase one of the MCU. Like, just just two monsters going blow to blow. I mean, I can't think of any other MCU movie, in phase one at least, 
where a one-on-one fight was this brutal, but this exciting and this much fun and destroyed Harlem. It's it's hard to disagree with you there. It is a, it is a pretty fun, but I think out of the phase one movies, it's the one that like people forget the most, but you know, sure. If, if, if you think it, it deserves all that attention, then that's, that's, that's great. I'd say that's agreeable. That's the most forgettable one because all the other ones have sequels and universal never wanted to give Marvel the ability to make a sequel. Yeah. Well, also, I think they did a good job of answering the, the Superman question because Hulk is a little Superman-ish when it's like, well, who the fuck is going to fight him? Like, who can hurt him? And in this one, they made the Hulk a compelling character that you didn't know was going to win. They made the military look beastly. Like, Yeah, they yelled, they yelled his mom's name, and then he started crying. <laughs> so, and it wasn't like drowning in water. He was like, take it all. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that's from the first one, remember? When, when his father tried to suck up all his energy. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that one. That one was yeah. stupid, dude. That's one of the only movies my dad like took me to go watch when I was a kid, and I remember he fell asleep and it was snoring loud in the theater. And I'm like, "Did he sucks. hate you afterwards for making him see that movie?" Your dad only did it once. No, I mean, okay, look, I normally went to the he left after mom. that, and he doesn't <laughs> know who his dad is. No, I've I've met his dad. He, uh, I met him, and the first day that I met him, he told me. He asked me one question. He didn't ask for my name. He didn't ask who I was. He just asked me, who's your team? And I said, what? And he went, who's your team? And I went, for what? And he went, football. And I went, I, I don't have a team. And he, and he went, well, now you're a Cowboys fan. So that's how you all recruit people. <laughs> it's a call. You find people that know nothing of the sport and you just make them a fan. Pretty <laughs> yep. much, yeah. Yep. yeah. It's and a then, call. Then I, and then Eddie showed up and he was like, what happened? Like, I think your dad just Christian me. Like, uh, so, Camo, what's your 10? My number 10, uh, gonna, gonna, uh, we're going to stay in phase one. Mm-hmm. But my number, my number 10 is uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. It is such, I think, uh, such a fun little throwback movie that uh, feels very classic. It feels uh, very adventurous. It's got a lot of color. I, I really like the music. And uh, the same guy who directed it also directed The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer was one of those movies that I grew up with. And that style just like flows, like flow from that movie into this one. And uh, I think uh, also the, the CGI that they used for Chris Evans to make him look like such a small child is so good. Like it, 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 it still looks amazing. Like, uh, I, I don't think that's aged at all. And um, I don't know. I, it's, it's got just everything. It's got adventure. It's got uh, it's got fights. It's got a uh, it's such a class. It feels like a, such a classic movie. And uh, the ending of the movie, I think it's one of the most perfect endings you could have, because like it perfectly makes it flow into what's going to come next. I love how he wakes up and he sees the future and he, he has no idea what's going to happen. And it's, it's a start of a very promising character like i think uh, at the start we kind of uh painted captain america as like the boring character but i think he evolved into a very dynamic very fun character with a very good ending and because of that i think we have this movie to thank so my number 10 is uh captain america the first avenger i think my only gripe with captain that one i i say that one could have been my number 10 uh my only gripe with that movie was it was made in the midst of 3D was still a big thing in theaters. 
Yeah, they had the sequences of like throwing the shield, obviously, to like hit your 3D glasses. Yeah, yeah, that was the only gripe I ever had with that movie. But other than that, I actually really liked the first Avenger as a origin story for Captain America. You know, I always wondered why the fuck did they have that weird shot of him throwing the shield at the screen? And I always wondered why why the fuck it is Captain America makes so much more sense. supposed to throw the shield. That's his No, thing. but like the shot looks weird like it's coming at the screen and I'm like, why? Okay, hey, that hey, makes we, so much more sense now. Hey, hey, we just made the Superman movie. Should we make him fly? Like, of course, that's what he does. That's his thing. He throws a shield. So, yeah, that's that's my number 10. Uh <laughs> I'm nine, Eddie. You, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I think we're gonna start to diverge here. I think we're gonna find out. Um, Avengers one. Okay. Get out. Get out. Get out. <laughs> what? It's valid. not the only. I think Ava- it's valid. I think it's not the only Avengers on my list for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm. Oh, I'm gonna smack the shit out of you. <laughs> Why is it your number nine, Eddie? So I. So I can refrain from hitting you. Look, look, look. it's uh, this movie made me realize, like I, I knew what the MCU was when I was younger, but this. Are you watching, about to come out of the closet? Fuck you! This movie made me realize that <laughs> Chemas is breaking down laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we do podcasts. Was <laughs> it the spandex of Captain America? Is that what did it for you? Hey, I was actually Captain America that year for Halloween. Remember? Or I remember. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually Captain America. I remember the tube sock down your pants. Yes, I remember. <laughs> no, no, I'm not ashamed of anything. Um, anyway, okay, so this movie made me realize that the MCU, that Marvel can fucking go. Um, well, how do I say this? There's a lot of fun dynamics in it. It's just when compared to the other ones, it's not necessarily that this movie's bad. I don't have too many gripes against it. It's just that the other ones are so fucking good. That it's hard to find room for this. Like I, I have the perfect analogy. Well, go. It's the first Nazi zombie map compared to all the other ones. That's fair. Yeah. That's oh wow. shit. That's actually really on. Um, I don't know where the fuck you found damn. that. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's great, but like other ones gradually did it better. They had to take lessons from it. Bear in mind. But yeah, yeah, that's about right. Holy shit. Yeah. Fernie has the best analogy. Done. Avengers God by number nine. Fuck. All right. My number, my number nine was Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and folks, in case you can't tell, uh, Chema's clapping his ass off right now. I think he can. I think they can hear. Just be going like this. Yeah. Just. Uh, yeah. All right, Fernie, go ahead. That's. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy was the first time that Marvel was like, check this out. We're going to scrape the bottom of the barrel and we're going to make you love it. And they did. They literally scraped the bottom of their comic book barrel in a comic that no one really gave a shit about. That no one even knew. They even laughed at it in their trailer. The whole shtick was, who the hell are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm Star-Lord. Who? That's right. I forgot about that. They call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. What, what a bunch of a-holes. <laughs> like, they completely were like, we have enough faith in, in James Gunn as an independent filmmaker that he can take this product and make it into something people love. 
and with a random cast, because I can't think of a more random cast. Zoe Saldana, Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, uh, fucking uh, Vin Diesel, and uh, Bradley Cooper. Like, that's the most random assortment of characters I've ever heard in a movie. And it just worked. For some reason, it just worked. The only thing that I ever had a gripe about that movie was uh, Ro- uh, Ronan the, the the accuser. Oh, the villain. Yeah, yeah. I thought Pace. he was. I thought he was kind of forgettable. That was the only thing that I had a gripe about. But other than that, that movie was great. All right, awesome. Gemma, so that's number nine. number nine. All right. I'm bringing a shield because I need to cover myself. My number nine is Captain Marvel, and I I have no shame on it. Okay. Uh, okay. So, look. Wait, wait. What's your number nine? Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Uh, Fernie, I expect you to roast him the same way you roast me. All right. No, he deserves. He, it. No, he no, he respects me. Okay. Here we go. Mm. Captain Marvel. I'll let I'll let him say as to why, and then I'll say my whole thing about Captain Marvel. Uh, Let's keep it short. Here we go. So I have no shame. I like genuinely, unironically think this movie is actually pretty good. I think the action is fun. I think uh, I think uh, Carol Danvers personification into the into the story works. I love the 90s aesthetic. I love the soundtrack. I love how they integrated like the fashion into this. I just this movie just gives puts me like puts a big smile in my face. I love cats, so <laughs> cats being a being a plot point to this is great. Seeing young Phil Coulson is great. Seeing young uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is great. And uh, younger one off younger, yeah, because uh, he, 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 he never really age. Young. <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't really age. But uh, honestly, like I just I I don't want to see it as a political piece. I don't want to see it as as uh, oh, like an explanation of what where the hell Captain Marvel's been this this whole time? Why didn't she do anything for? Her? I don't care about any of that. I just watched the movie for like the fun of what it was, and guess what? I really enjoyed it, and I don't care. So, all in all, I just think Captain Marvel is a really fun movie, and the fact that that was like the first uh, cameo that we saw by Stan Lee after he passed away, and that it was a callback to his cameo in Mallrats. Come on, how can that not make you smile? So that was a cheap gonna... shot. They knew I would love that cameo. And that was a cheap <laughs> shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so... How can you hate him reading his only lines in Mallrats? Like how? Like, like it's it's such an you I cannot not like it. So maybe the final product it's not the best thing, but I think the sum of the parts that make it uh really appeal to me. So no shame. Captain Marvel is my number nine. For me, I don't hate Captain Marvel. I thought it was placed in a very bad position because oh, it was an in-between movie of Infinity War and Endgame. So not only was it placed in a bad position, I thought that they could have fleshed out the story a little more. Maybe a little less of the she's a girl. They told her, like, if you get down, get back up, get down, get back up. I get it. That works. Fine. Whatever. But it should only be said once, and then that's it. 
um after that once you start repeating it over and over it just kind of gets repetitive but i'm more intrigued into the sequel because we're gonna get uh the daughter of the yeah we're gonna get the daughter uh who just got her powers in wandavision spoiler alert okay so yeah yeah I'm, i'm really interested to see where they go Me too. with captain marvel now um yeah but my biggest gripe with captain marvel is just that it was really placed in a bad spot so a lot of people didn't really care about it because it was placed in such a weird position i know a lot of people who skipped it who just didn't watch it and i don't think it's fair because i think uh I, I do agree that you don't really need it to get what's happening in, in between Endgame and Infinity War, but I think it's really fun if you just watch it for a fun ride, for like a good origin story. And okay. I can't wait for the Miss Marvel TV show because I love Miss Marvel comics, so that's going to be fun. Awesome. I think my biggest issue with Captain Marvel was just the writing. Like, uh, there's a quote I keep going back to from George Clooney. You can make a bad movie out of a good script, but you can never make a good movie out of a bad script. And Carol Danvers. Did he know that when he made? Did, did he know that when he made Batman and Robin? That's actually what taught him. You know, <laughs> from you know, for real. That's actually the quote comes from one of his things, but uh, fucking uh, one of his panels. Anyway, uh, yeah. I just I just hated the character. Like she was so all over the fucking place. Like she wasn't consistent, and you can tell because they had three different, well, more than three different writers working on this damn script. Like there wasn't a consistent tone, and also I hated when she fought Jude Law's character because she just fucking. Beat him like that, like it's nothing. And then well, she just yeah, destroys she's very strong. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I want there to be a struggle. Like I want to see her overcome, not be so OP that it's just like I beat this already. Yeah, yeah I think I, that I, was more most people's biggest gripe with Captain Marvel. Because even in Endgame, that was also their biggest gripe was like that she yeah. destroys the ship super easily. So you have to really give her a formidable opponent. Because I mean, as much as I hate Zack Snyder. At least he gave Superman a villain that smacked him around like a like a whore. In <laughs> Jesus the first Christ! Movie. So All I right. will give no, him that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's not it's not a perfect movie, but I think it's I, I just watched them for the fun of it. So I think for that for what it is, I think it's really fun. And the Stanley Malrats cameo is like just perfection. <laughs> Another so. fun fact: that was the first movie where Stanley had a talking role, Mallrats. Yeah, Mallrats. Yeah, freaking love it. All right, so that's my number nine. Eddie, you okay. want to go your number eight? Number eight. Um, don't fucking hate me. All right, I. You can All argue. Right. You you can argue this might be a case of cult of the new, but my number eight is actually Black Widow. I knew it. Uh. Okay, I enjoyed I it. One? So okay, no, wait, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. Again, I will say it had the Captain Marvel disease of bad placement. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but look, this movie to me it was long overdue, and this was so full of character moments. I really liked the movie. The main villain kind of sucked, although I liked the reveal that Taskmaster was actually the girl Natty thought she had killed to you know get in good with Shield. Natty, like, what are you twist. dating her? Natasha, whatever. Are you on a I first refer to them basis? I refer to all of them by their first name, like Bruce. Your homegirl right? or what? All right. All right. I like Bruce. Okay. Fucking Bruce, Natty, Steve, whatever. Tony. They're not real, Eddie. I know, but I refer to the character. I don't want to call him Iron Man. Any fucking way. 
No, I, I love the character moments in this movie. Also, the action sequences are actually really fucking good. Like, to me, like, the fight scenes were more brutal than uh, than most of the other uh, MCU movies because that was actually them. They actually did train and do the physicality of it. Like, this was John Wick levels of, like, I'm going to train and be so involved in this that I'm the one doing the stunts, which, yeah. Um, I think they said she did, like, 96% of her own stunts, I believe, in this movie. And now it's tainted by a lawsuit. <laughs> eh, I don't hate the lawsuit. No, I don't hate it either. I think she's in the right. I think she's owed any any and all dollars that they make off of Disney Plus. Um, but no, yeah, I like Black Widow. Don't be. I was just kidding about the whole ugh thing. Um, it, I just want to put it on my top ten. But no, I liked it. It's just I, again bad placement. I think it would have served better. I think that one would have served better as the in between movie of. Infinity War and Endgame instead of Captain Marvel. Well, also, it, it I'm glad they learned their lesson from Captain Marvel. You know how one of your biggest gripes was that they beat you over the head with girl power in Captain Marvel? Mm-hmm. This movie didn't do that. And they showed murder. They, they showed actual murders. That. And great fight scenes, dude, the, on the fucking bridge. Like, goddamn. When she was... When, when she when Taskmaster displays all the different fight styles, I enjoyed that. And you saw she was overwhelmed, like, what the fuck is this? I like, I like how Natasha's sister makes fun of her for the superhero landing. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're such a poser. Yeah. Can't wait to see to see her come back and like the Hawkeye show. That's gonna be great. And fuck Hawkeye shit up all the way. I think Hawkeye's gone. I think Hawkeye's dead by the by the time his show ends. <laughs> No, then they wouldn't be able to work together when they do the Young Avengers or whatever the fuck they're gonna call it. Uh, Kate Bishop's gonna take over. It's fine. Yeah, but uh, I mean, hey, you killed my dad. Fuck you. Like, come on. I just you hope they look- bring back. Uh, I, I I just hope they bring back. Uh, what's his name from Stranger Things? Plays like the dad. Oh, uh, Red Guardian. Yeah, I hope they bring Red Guardian back. He's a fucking blast. Yeah, I thought Red Guardian was a good addition. Yeah. Uh, so that's your number eight, right? Yeah. Bernie? Uh, my number eight would be Thor Ragnarok. Nice. It was nice. the first Thor movie that just had a completely different feel compared to the other ones. The first one I liked, uh, directed by the guy who played Loveless and Wild Wild West, had no clue. Um the second one was okay. I don't hate it as much as people do. Um, Kenneth Branagh, yeah. Uh, but the third one, I mean, with the introduction of Taika Waititi, who directed uh, What We Do in the Shadows, fucking hilarious movie. Love that movie if you haven't seen it. Um, I thought he put a really good uh, spin on Thor in this one. Um, I like the dynamic of um valkyrie thor loki and i like how he snuck in a planet hulk movie even though it's not the one that we deserved it's a little snippet um but yeah i thought thor ragnarok was a really great revamping of thor because i mean after this this is when you get short hair thor with with the missing eye even though they kind of nix it in infinity war but you get to see, like, he has more power than what he thinks. It's not just the hammer. It's also him being the god of thunder. 
Um, but yeah, I thought Thor Ragnarok was a really good uh, third movie. I don't know how Love and Thunder is going to be. Um, this is the first fourth movie of the MCU. So that's going to be interesting to see. But as far as being on my list, I think Thor Ragnarok was one of the better three trilogy of the the third movie of an MCU movie. I 100% agree. I freaking love uh, Thor Ragnarok and Taika Waititi is like tailor made for this kind of, for this kind of humor and it introduced Korg and I fucking love Korg. So piss off ghost. So, and then uh, I love that you brought up uh, what we do in the shadows because that's one of the most quotable comedies of the last few years. Just like you have no idea how many times I just had guests over and I just go like, would you like some biscotti? <laughs> oh God. Funniest shit I've ever seen. Number eight. Uh, the first Iron Man. It's my number eight. Hmm, Number eight. It's I the mean, movie it's that started all. It's on really? my top 10, but I didn't put it in number eight. But yeah, yeah. I agree it should be on the top 10 list. Look, I rewatched it a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't seen it in such a long time. And man, it holds up. Like the effects hold up and the humor holds up. And you can see how all of these dynamics really came from here and how it, how they evolved and, and everything. And John Favreau is like a treasure <laughs> of a director. And, and I think uh, he's been proving us time and time again that he's, he's the fucking man. And I think this movie just proves how much you can build off even though it's based on like before this movie came out, Iron Man wasn't even like the most popular character. He like, was I remember when, the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. When I was a kid, I remember I watched like the, the Marvel cartoons and Iron Man was like a character that showed up every once in a while. And like, he barely had any lines and like his whole thing was that he could fly. They, they were like, Oh, what does he do? Oh, he flies. Like that's his whole thing. And then his personality was developed here and his persona was developed here. And it's such a blast of a movie. And I like how the suits have constantly evolved to the point where like he just presses a button on his chest and like the whole suit comes out. But I kind of still really like the fact that the suit is a suit and that his mask comes up. And I don't know, I miss that. I miss seeing, seeing something like that. That's Fun why Spider-Man... Yeah. Uh, it, I, I think it was Favreau that said it, but he said it's probably the the most expensive indie movie ever made because they had to fund it themselves. And yeah, then I yeah. think Paramount would pick up the tab if it was, if it was a success, because most people don't realize pre Avengers, it was Paramount. Yeah. It was putting out these movies. It There's wasn't, Hulk, yeah. there, there was no such thing as a Disney Marvel merger. If it wasn't, if Iron Man didn't work, we didn't, wouldn't have an MCU. I remember this movie came out when I was in the seventh grade. I remember watching it and everyone flipping the fuck out because Nick Fury pops out at the end. Yeah. Because at that point in time, we had superhero movies, but there was no team-up movies. Not even Batman had team-up movies. Like, there was no yeah. Superman popping out in a Batman movie. There was no... Uh, there was just Spider-Man. Like, yeah. that was pretty much it. That was the most successful superhero movie at the time. Yeah. This was, like, just, such a different vision. Just them and, like, the X-Men and, like, a, a couple of things that tried but didn't really hit. And 
man, you you forget how big the you forget how this this thing is so big that sometimes you forget where it starts. And this is this was a great way to start, and it was great to revisit it. And yeah, number eight is the the first Iron Man. Eddie, you have any words of wisdom? Not really. I mean, I I get the love for Iron Man. I just don't have any love for it. I didn't get into the MCU really until um, I like the Incredible Hulk, which I know came out the same year. But really, Captain America is what made me a big fan. The first Captain America like made me like the MCU and then the Avengers. There's not much of Phase One I can really compliment because I didn't care for it yet. Avengers is what I forget really how can. cool you are because you wait till everything is cool, then you start liking it. Exactly, man. I'm I'm one of the followers. I'm a, I'm the best kind of follower though. All right, that was our number eight. Eddie, did you give your number eight? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow, yeah. number seven, seven, seven. seven. Uh. Who wants to go first? You? I think you, you go. You went first to Black Widow. Uh, we already have a cycle well, here. Well, now Captain that we're Pro- talking, well, now that we're talking about insect-based characters, my number seven is Ant-Man. Ooh. Wow. Ah. Um, that one made it on your top ten. No, it was hilarious. I remember uh, this is back during the FBA days. I told Chema yeah. back then I was more like, "Go DC, fuck Marvel." I was going through a phase. Yeah. I did that back in the day. The MCU, I fully admit it. I'm still a bigger <laughs> DC fanboy. Like, I'll fucking admit that too. But, like, I don't, I, it was more uh, just pinned against it any fucking way. I remember thinking to myself, okay, this is their chance. Ant Man is probably going to suck. If DC can bust out a hit right now, maybe they can turn some people to their side. You realize like a, they were already ending phase two at this point. You yes. thought the disaster of Ant Man would just make the MCU crumble? Not crumble, but like, okay, this is going to be the chink in the armor that we need. I had a WCW versus WWE, like, outlook on it, rather than, oh, I can like both things. Any fucking way. Um, it was hilarious, man. Ant-Man was so fucking funny, and I didn't think it was going to be. It was funnier than Guardians of the Galaxy for me. Like, I just, I can't remember how many times I cried in this movie, because I couldn't stop laughing. Also, Jeez. the also the the fight, the this movie's hilarious, but also the final fight scene's really great. I love the they're small. The, they're fighting the on the tank engine. Train. Yes, and the fucking ants. Remember Anthony? Yeah. Like, there's so much of this movie that works that fucking should not. And I, I just enjoyed it through and through. Ant Man, Paul Rudd is hilarious. I I remember we were in college when this movie came out, yeah. and he says, "I have a master's in bioengineering. I won't have any problem finding a job." Boom, Baskin Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> come on, if that's not relevant, come on, nothing is. Well, he was also a. Uh... You know, convict. convict. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't think conflict? You don't think convict should be able to earn a living, guys? Huh? Huh? I'm not. I'm not living on your country, so it's a different. It's a different thing. Um, I remember. I, I will never forget it because I remember the weekend before Ant Man came out. You came up to me and you said, "Who the hell cares about Ant Man?" And then after watching the movie, you came to me and you were like, "I the hell cares about Ant Man." <laughs> I liked him, man. He was funny. Like, I just, I really enjoyed it. And Paul Rudd is so goddamn endearing. Like, I don't yeah. think I've ever not liked him in a movie that he's done, with the exception of maybe H2O, because that movie just sucked all the way. Or was it Halloween Lives? I don't fucking know. Wow. It, all the Halloween movies get kind of murky after uh, five. Yeah. Um, but, man, yeah, all right. I don't, I don't hate right. it. Seven. All right. Oh. Uh, for any year, number seven. 
My number seven is actually going to be Captain America Winter Soldier. Nice. Uh, nice. I love this movie because uh, at that point we only had First Avenger to really have a glimpse at Captain America. This is the first time that we get to see him in the modern world where he has to deal with uh, the reality that the government he loves isn't as great as he thought it was. It's actually being run by Hydra in the, in the background, and we got to see a lot of great characters introduced with the Winter Soldier. Um, I thought Winter Soldier was just a really good espionage movie. Um, Captain America, Black Widow, Nick Fury do great in this movie. We get the introduction to the Russo brothers who would go on to take over the reins from Josh Whedon uh, and take on Avengers, uh, Civil War, and both Infinity War and Endgame and prove to be, I would say, better directors than Josh Whedon at directing the Avengers movies. Um, but yeah, I thought Winter Soldier was just a really good... Uh, it was, I want to say it's probably one of the best sequels for a comic book movie. I would say it ranks uh, X2, Spider-Man to that Knight. level of sequel. You had to bring up Dark Knight. Well, no, I mean, Dark, oh, Dark, Knight Knight is a, Dark Knight is the quintessential Batman sequel. That's what I'm uh, saying. Like, like it's like yeah. it's it's his Dark Knight. It's it's Captain yeah. America's like the best. Well, like, not not even in. I'm talking comic book movies in general. Yeah, there's yeah. just that there even in movies in general sequels generally suck, but there are those high level sequels that just take it out of the ballpark, like Spider Man to X to Dark Knight. And Winter Soldier that just make it better than the original that not many movies can uh, lay claim to that. Uh, but yeah, I would say that is my number seven. Should we stop it now since we only have two minutes and then do a new? Oh, a well, new no, it, it, it's even if we jump, even if we jump out and jump back in, it's going to continue the countdown. Oh, OK. All right. So we'll just keep going. OK. Um. Yeah. Something else from Winter Soldier is introduction of Falcon. Ah, and, yes, uh, that's true. That's in my mind. The new that. Captain America. Yeah, yeah, he's there, and he, you know, right from there, I, I liked him right from there. I thought it was so uh, charismatic, right, right, right from that role. Well, um, Anthony Mackie was perfect casting. Yeah, hundred percent. Like he played really well on that like friendship dynamic that I think Steve needed. And uh, eventually becoming his like successor, I think it's the fact that it all came from this movie. Uh, I I always refer to Winter Soldier as like the rebirth of the MCU. Like it like it was going well, but I think Winter Soldier is like the second where it got really real. So even well, more than I think the first Avengers, yeah. I think it's undeniable though that the Winter Soldier like affected the MCU from that point forward. Like even Joss Whedon yeah. had to adjust because. The first Avengers is like the most comic book movie of of any of the Avengers movies. Mm -hmm. uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron is where it got a little more dark, a little more based in reality, a little more like the, even visually, you know, it changed. It's like from yeah. the second Harry Potter movie to the third. Visually, there's a change, and you fucking see it. It got mm. it, it, it got a blue tint. That's what Winter Soldier did, and then 
they just keep adding that on, on, on everything after that. And then a werewolf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier, pretty fun film. Sadly, not on my list. But yeah, I said it. Oh, Eddie, is it on your list? Yes. It's really on my list. Wow. Okay. I don't know. I, I think I respect it more than I like it. Like, I love the movie, but it's not like the first movie that I want to rewatch, if, if that makes sense. All right, number seven. Um, my number seven is Doctor Strange. So Interesting. I think I think a sometimes forgotten movie um, because it's kind of like, how do I explain it? I feel, I, I see Doctor Strange as kind of like, Marvel trying to try to do the first Iron Man again, but same bones, different muscles. And I think the fact that they that they did the switch from technology to magic and introduced it into 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 this world, I think it's a very effective uh, piece in the MCU mantle. I think uh, Cumberbatch is perfectly cast as Doctor Strange. I think he plays the the asshole doctor really well and also the Sorcerer Supreme. This is one of the most iconic looking Marvel characters <laughs> ever. And they make him look just like he left off the pages. He looks incredible. The cape is amazing. That's one of my favorite Marvel posters is that one where, where like it's just him and it's his back and he's looking at the, uh, the, the sanctum. And, oh, God, I think one of the best-looking Marvel movies, too, uh, using effects that, that, are, that remind you of something like Inception and uh, probably one of, like, effects-wise, one of the best-looking Marvel movies ever, one that holds up really well. Everything about the, the effects of going into one and another, another dimension is great. The use of magic is great. Um, the Ancient One is a great character that I love that we got to have here and revisit again in Endgame. Um, I fucking love Wong. <laughs> I think Wong is one of the best side characters of like like in all in all the other Marvel movies. And while I do think that the movie has a couple of weak spots, like the villain and the Rachel McAdams, that I don't think end up gelling really well, really well. And while I do agree that uh, the director Scott Derrickson, who did all the sinister movies, he uh, he's more of a horror director, and I don't think his style really meshes with uh, the fact that Marvel really wants to add like a little bit of humor. So that's why with this movie, sometimes the humor doesn't gel really well with the drama because the drama is so good. Something that I hopefully Sam Raimi is gonna fix in the sequel. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, which looks like it's going to be really dark, and I cannot wait. Um, but this is, I think, uh, a Marvel movie that has one of the best climaxes. Also, the fight against Dormammu that is not really a fight. Um, I I think it's a magical ride that I love getting back to every time I see it. And it's one of those movies that, like, I always forget that it's there, but every time I rewatch it, I'm always surprised, and I always have a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, my number seven is Doctor Strange. And also, we're going to see him again in Spider-Man, so really excited for that. You know, you just reminded me of something, man. I remember um, at the time, I had, I don't remember who, it was some co-workers that were going to go watch Doctor Strange for the second time, but they were going to take some illegal LSD. substances to go watch it. Yeah, yes, they are going to go take, they were, I don't know, they are going to do some kind of drugs and go watch it. And I was just like, you fuckers better go have fun. Um <laughs> Because the visuals are insane. It felt like Inception. It felt like an, a superhero version of Inception at some parts. It looked like it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Fernie, any comments on Doctor Strange? Um, I'm not mad at it. That's in your top ten. I like Doctor Strange. I thought it was a good introduction to the character. We only had good upsides since then. So, 
I mean, he has a lot of promise for, especially because he adds something different to the MCU. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, Doctor Strange is definitely a, it's worthy of being on a top ten list. All right, cool. Number um, six. Eddie, you're doing your six. All right. Uh, don't hate me. Uh, no, no. I think this one's like legit. I don't think you guys are gonna argue with me on this one. Black Panther. Eh. Also, my number six. <laughs> eh. Well, y'all can bro out about your number six. Man, to, to me, it, for one, it has some incredible world building. I know we got introduced to T'Challa in uh, in uh, Civil War, but this movie, great, beautiful visuals, great world building, I think, in general. Uh, it's an important movie. Also, this movie was also stupidly entertaining. They had so much in this just like two and a half hour film. A great story of a prince earning the throne and becoming the king of a hidden land. It touches also on a lot of important issues without going overboard with it. Also, that fucking villain. Like, great comic book movies typically come with a great a great villain, a good foil to the main hero. Spider-Man 2 had Doc Ock. Um, obviously, Batman always has the Joker. Um, I think Captain America, especially with Bucky, you know, kind of his opposite. I know Bucky wasn't the main villain, but you get what I'm saying. Um great villain man uh, this black panther overall was just a great movie like i had no complaints i agree man i think it's probably the best if we see these movies as one shots i think black panther really works as a one shot because it really lives in its own world and it's so fun and it's so vibrant and i, I love the colors i love the soundtrack i love the characters and yeah it's such a such a fun ride and it's it's undeniably how big it is. And, you know, I don't know how they're going to continue this story, but even if they decide not to, I think this one just a self-contained, it's amazing. So. Well, I think, Chama, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the best uh, superhero movies in the MCU, the best solo movies, make you care about the character grow. You grow more and you enjoy the character more, if that makes sense. This movie really made me like uh, T'Challa, made me like Black Panther as a character. It made me invested in him. You know, more than any of the Thor movies, more than Captain Marvel. You know, it, it, it made me invest in the, in the person. I agree. Fernie? Um, I like Black Panther. Um, okay. As far as introduction goes, I thought he was introduced very well in Civil War. Um, I like the origin story. I think just for me, as far as the top 10 goes, it just ne- it didn't leave that lasting impression. Um, I would say it's more in my honorable mentions, but um, that doesn't mean I hated it or anything. I love Black Panther. Sure. I thought Chadwick Boseman was the right casting for that movie. And it sucks that we're just not going to see any more away from that after Endgame because unfortunately he passed away. And props to him for doing Black Panther while going through chemo. Because, and Marvel knew that he had cancer. Because before any actor steps on a set for a movie, they have to get a physical done. So Marvel had to have known that he had cancer at the time. And for him to stick stick it out, do the workouts, and look like Black Panther, I mean, props to him for that one. Real one, for real. Um, Fernie, your number six. My number six is Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Okay. Awesome. 
Go for um, it. Not only is this the third time we were introduced to Spider-Man, um, having Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield previously play Spider-Man, this was the first time we have had Spider-Man with a Sony Marvel Studios joint venture. So Sony finally made the deal with Marvel. We got to see Spider-Man pop out in Civil War along with Black Panther. And we finally got to see... Uh, I want to say this is more Marvel's imagining of what Spider-Man is opposed to Sony. Granted, I'm pretty sure Sony has some saying what this Spider-Man is. I think this is more Marvel's vision opposed to Sony's. Um, they nixed the entire uh, origin story because we already know what the fuck happens with Spider-Man. Uncle Ben dies, uh, gets bit by a spider, powers. We all know the story. So they're like, we don't fucking need to do an origin story. We're just going to pick up right after where we left off in Civil War. This kid just found out that he's in a world of superheroes and now he has to adjust to going back to a small pond which isn't so small like new york city and they made the vulture into a compelling character probably the goofiest looking villain in uh spider-man's uh arsenal they made him into a compelling character and not just that he's going to be a recurring villain in movies to come just by his cameo and Morbius uh, in the trailer. Um, I thought this one did the great power comes with a great responsibility scene where uh, uh, Tom Holland's looking in the reflection of himself in the water. I thought they did that scene with their own spin on it. Well, that scene just, it proved to me that Tom Holland was the perfect choice for this version of Spider-Man. A hundred percent agree. That's one of my favorite just interpretations, reinterpretations of Spider-Man and uh, such a such a fun movie. Um, but yeah, number six, number, my number six was also Black Panther. So, you know, I shared, shared sentiments with uh, what Eddie said and what Fernie said. Um, Eddie, you want to do number five or sure. should I take yeah. it? Okay. No, I, I think this is going to be interesting. So my number five, Spider-Man. Homecoming? Homecoming, yeah. Right. On homecoming. Okay. Uh, no, right. I just, just um, great, fun story. I love the chemistry between Peter and Tony. Um, it's, it's all, it's a smaller scale, but it's still, it's fun. I, I've made, I've made no, uh, no qualms about it. I like movies with smaller stakes because to me, it's more realistic. And this film to me was more realistic as far as the stakes are concerned. He's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I like the kid. He, Tom Holland's a great actor. Uh, also, that shot when Peter's lifting the rubble, like it's torn straight from the comics, and I fucking love it. Also, when he's calling out for help and his voice cracks, broke my fucking heart. I'm like, dude, this kid, like this 16 year old kid, is is just trying to do the right thing. Um, again, I, I said it with Black Panther. The best MCU movies make you care about the character, and Civil War made me like Peter. Made me like Tom Hollander. Tom Holland as, as a character. This movie like made me a, a bigger Spider-Man fan. The biggest Spider-Man fan I had been since Spider-Man 2. Like almost, what, uh, 15 years earlier. Well, you already got my uh, 
my thoughts on Spider-Man Homecoming. So let's not beat a dead horse. Uh, My number five is the original Iron Man. Nice. Like how I said before, this was the first movie that even gave us the hint that there's going to be a team up movie somewhere down the line. Who knew that it was going to be from 2007 to fucking 2012. But it was the first movie that introduced us to a new character to a not introduced the two, but it was a part of his uh, redemption tour. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s redemption tour because he did uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang 2006. He did Tropic Thunder right before this movie where he did blackface and got an Oscar nomination. <laughs> and then he did Iron Man, which coup de gras that's how he can end his career if he wants to because he has made more money off of that character than probably any movie he's ever done yeah kiss kiss bang bang by the way is super underrated really fun oh film. i love that movie it's one uh, of my favorite comedies where is the girl i just shut oh god I don't think I've seen that movie actually. So I tried fun. showing it to you, and you completely like were like, eh, "I don't feel like watching it." I didn't, did I fall asleep? Am, am I probably been... you fall asleep all the goddamn time. Oh, I'm you sorry. I'm tired. I work too many damn jobs. I'm sorry. I remember when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> You're tired. We're supposed to be a unit. Fucking okay. Gamma. What's your number five? My number five is uh captain america civil war um yeah this is i think uh if at some point we're gonna start talking about the team up movies and you know eddie already talked about the first avengers and um civil war is not an avengers movie it is like the opposite of an avengers movie because they're not fighting together they're fighting each other and it's not so much physical fight. There's a, there's a lot of psychological, political uh, thriller vibes going on in this movie. And we have a lot of stakes that get broken and get shattered. And everything that we know uh, starts to change from this movie. Uh, you know, from uh, the first Avengers and Ultron, we start to see like the Avengers coming together and maybe the, the team getting bigger and maybe the, the, the team starts to uh, get 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 a B team and you know things start to move but then we finally get to get to civil war and there's a lot of differences on, of opinion that even teammates cannot handle and this leads to i think one of the most memorable moments in the mcu history and that is the airport fight which is one of the most uh, famously well-known uh, set pieces i think in modern action movies and it's got everything, man. It's got a, it's got action. It's got, it's got thriller. It's got everything. It's got the introduction of Black Panther. It's got the introduction of Spider Man. It feels it, out of all the MCU movies, this really feels like the odd one out because the vibe is kind of off. Like uh, the, it's just it's a, it's not a movie that is shot like a superhero movie. This doesn't feel like Endgame or Infinity War feel, or even like like, like the first uh, uh, Avengers feel. It feels so unique and so and so odd, and because of that, I really like it. And it is a movie that I I, I very gladly will rewatch over and over because I do like finding new things in it that I really like. So yeah, it's a it's kind of long. 
and it's got a lot of things go, go, going on, but I think it's it's the catharsis of the MCU. It is the thing that it, it ends up developing like all these different like paths and those things eventually get resolved in Endgame, Infinity War and other things, but it really causes a lot of change. And because of that, I really like it. So my number one is Civil War. Then I should just kick off number four because number four is Civil War for me. Nice. And um, I agree with what Gemma said. And not only that, it's the disassembling of the Avengers. It's Avengers taking sides against one another. It's them having to answer for what they've done wrong. Um, and not many, yeah. yeah, not many superhero entities talk about that because they don't really talk about that. In Superman, they don't really talk about that. In Justice League, it's just kind of free reign. This is the first time that they've had to talk about it. Um, I liked the bolstering of Wanda as a strong character. Um, Vision, I felt, was a little underutilized. Um, the great introductions to Spider-Man and Black Panther. I don't think you got as big of a pop from a trailer as you did from when Spider-Man finally popped out in the MCU. Um, the last fight between Captain America and Iron Man was just perfect it was a perfect friend fight to the point where you were just like oh shit you finally see captain america lose it in a fight um the for me the most memorable moment is when uh, uh tony is holding winter soldier by his throat and he's like do you even remember them and bucky says i remember them all and just knowing like that he was just trapped in his body, having to kill all these people. And it's just a haunts him to that day. Like he doesn't forget about who he killed. Like that part was just, oh, that was probably one of the more powerful scenes in the MCU. But yeah, that was my number four. Damn. All right. Yeah, and I agree with. Uh, it's also like a very emotionally heavy movie, and I think mm-hmm. it balances out with the action as well. So because of that, I think it really stands out in, in the whole, uh, the whole MCU. Eddie, we're doing uh, four. Oof. Okay. Number four. Oh no, you know what? We're getting down to this is this is my top four. I don't think we've got too much shit for this one. Number four. Um, Thor: The Dark World. What? what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no, no. God. I'm kidding. No, no, no. Fucking my number four is uh Infinity War, actually. Okay. Hmm. Um, I thought that one would have been your number one. No, no, no. Uh my number one is you'll see. Ah, bah, bah. You'll see. But fucking, okay, okay. Look, my number four, <laughs> Infinity War. Um it, I have one word to describe it, like one major one main part, spectacle. It's Agreed. two teams trying to stop one villain. Thanos is easily the main character. And maybe not since the Joker have we had such a great villain who had a fucking point also. Like the the worst the best worst thing about villains about a good villain is the fact that they have a point that you can fucking agree with. Killmonger was another one. Uh, but Thanos was such a great villain. He was the driving force. This movie had so many pops, so many reveals. Uh, him assembling the gauntlet and these heroes falling. I remember, I remember because I 
my snobby ass who's an English major is like, wait, in a storytelling, uh, in a storytelling manner, this can only end one way. The Avengers have to lose. I fucking knew that Thanos was going to win and snap his fingers and wipe them out. For, people were, I heard gasps when, Fernie, I think we all went to go watch this movie together. Yeah, we saw it together. Yeah, people were gasping in the audience when Thanos snapped his fingers and you saw Peter turn to dust. And I just remember thinking, this makes complete sense. Like, this is the only way that, that it can end. He has to win. And he does. And not just that, it ended in complete silence. Yeah. There, there was no hope, no rally, no, like, we're going to, we need to freeform the team. They're just like, fuck. And Thanos wins. And that's that's maybe the best part about this is the fact that this is a villain that it's just it's not something that's been repeated since. Granted, of course, they got their win back in in, in Endgame, whatever. But uh, Infinity War on its own is such an incredible piece of cinema because it's so entertaining. And even people who don't watch all of the MCU movies get all the info they need in this. This is one big info dump. Hey, Sorcerer Supreme, I got one of the stones. This guy's coming. We're all fucked. Like, the opening scene, Thanos beating the shit out of the Hulk. Like, how many people thought that was going to happen? I was waiting for them to slug it out. Nope. He uses some basic karate and beats the shit out of him. I mean, fucking Tony couldn't do that. Thor couldn't take it to him like that. That just tells you what a great threat Thanos is. I don't hate the spot. Cam, you have any notes, or you want to continue on to your number four? I liked uh, I liked Infinity War. I I think it, it it really is unprecedented. Like we haven't had something like that that is that big. And uh, yeah, I remember I remember being there. I remember being in the theater and walking out and seeing everyone just uh, in the theater, just like, what the fuck just happened? And what the fuck is gonna happen now? And why do we have to wait a year for it? You know? Wait, I got one more yeah. thing to add. Just on yeah. the trailer alone, there. if you go online and you type in something Infinity War trailer, you will see like fucking Dragon Ball Z, a version of Dragon Ball Z, but with the entire Infinity War audio. You'll see a version of like WWE with the Infinity War audio and it's that Brock Lesnar Thanos because of course he is. Like yeah. you can take any form of any, any popular culture thing. Fucking Justice League did a version of this where yeah. they had, you know, their heroes, but they had the audio and they made Darkseid Thanos because... Like, that's how popular the fucking trailer was. I don't think we've ever, and I'm including No Way Home in this, maybe the best superhero trailer ever made? One of the best, I think. Because I've never never seen another trailer that was so, like, heavily parodied. I think also not just that. I remember the reactions when the leaks were coming out of the trailer because they had showed the trailer, I think, at one, I think at D23. Yeah, uh, or or Comic Con, I can't remember which one, but I remember I saw the leak trailer, and you see Iron uh, Iron Spider pop up, and everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll remember- save I'll save my comments for Infinity War because that one's my number three. Oh shit! All right, um, this was number four, right? Yeah, yeah, number four, and your number four was Civil War, right, Fernie? Yeah. Yeah, so my number four, uh, you talked about it a bit, but Thor Ragnarok is my number four. Um, I like comedies, and I make no like uh, I, I make no 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 shame on that. Uh, Thor has always been a very fun character, but I always feel like the first two movies didn't take advantage of how funny Chris Hemsworth is, 
And I think this movie just took full advantage of that. I just ran it to the ground. It, it was awesome. Uh, the Hulk is great also in that movie. Uh, uh, characters that, that you didn't talk about in, in your part, but the Valkyrie is fun. Fucking Jeff Goldblum as the villain? genius okay he's one of the most entertaining human beings that exist on the planet and putting him in in, in a role like that i think just x just it's great like it's 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 a genius move and uh i think the movie just has lines and lines are funny and funny and, and just going back and forth and uh the visuals are great like like we give taika a lot of credit that he's a very funny writer but the visuals in this movie are just Man, fucking fantastic. The use of immigrant song by Led Zeppelin, also great. There's Probably of- their most expensive song that they paid for because Led oh, Zeppelin yeah. is a motherfucker when it comes to marketing out their music. I agree. Uh, I think it's between this and that scene in, uh, in School of Rock. That's like the best use of this song. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, uh, it's great. Hell, Loki's great in the, in, the, in the movie. And I think... Uh, uh, probably the most consistently easy to rewatch movies in the MCU because I always go back for the jokes. I always go back for the action. And uh, I, th- there are movies in the MCU that I think are better, but I don't think they're movies that I want to watch the mo- like uh, again the most. And to me, Thor Ragnarok is that one. I think it might be the best, uh, one of the best solo films in the MCU. And if Love and Thunder is half as good as this is then i'm happy uh because honestly you can only go you can you can only go go up from there mm-hmm. so yeah my number three is uh thor ragnarok oh four number four Four, sorry four four yeah three. Uh, all right and i guess i'll kick off number three since we talked a little bit already about it infinity war for me um infinity war is definitely the it was something that was unprecedented before you took 10 years or I think nine years at this point, nine years of movies of a universe of movies and you jam packed it all into one movie and you had to equally give each part its own due. Something that had never been done before in cinema history. I don't give a fuck what movie nerds say. This is a, definite milestone in movie making because give fucking martin scorsese this uh this fucking task to do i bet you he wouldn't be able to do it i bet you a hundred fucking percent scorsese wouldn't be able to do it spielberg maybe would be able to do it i don't think anyone have the patience to do it to give each part its own respect that it deserves it really did take the russo brothers and because it was two people fucking directing this movie like it literally took two people to direct this movie i don't think josh whedon could have done it i really don't i don't think he would have been able to do this movie i think it would have been too big infinity war gave us all that reaction when we were kids and it made us feel like kids again because watching all those superheroes pop up and meet each other for the first time you were just like you were like a kid sitting in the movie theater again for me infinity war is definitely my third movie and i have no problems putting it at number three i feel like 
my top three movies can easily be interchanged, but I have no problem keeping them where they are right now. All right. Damn. Strong words. Yeah. Um, number three, um, Eddie, what was your number three? Um, <clears throat> I think it's a bit of a jump. Endgame actually is my number three. I'm going to jump with you. And the game is also my number three. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, um, look, I love Infinity War, but part of the journey is the end. And as much as I love Infinity War, I because I love... We're in the end game now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's just... Look, I like Infinity War, but Endgame is just such a satisfying uh, conclusion to this. Like you said, this whole saga that we've been working towards. And as much as I like seeing my heroes get challenged, I really like seeing them win. Uh, Probably the most fun I've had in a movie theater in like a long time. Uh, Just, I, I don't even have to say it, but the portal scene is like iconic. It's, it's, one of those moments where like it, it almost felt like you were watching history happen. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is how kids felt when they watched Back to the Future in theaters. Like it was just so incredible to watch that. I remember I just remember I watched it and I was like, I, I stood up from my seat. I was so invested and I was so happy that Spider-Man was alive. <laughs> and there was just so much going on that I I it's it kind of speaks for itself, really. And yeah, it's 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 amazing. I have I have I almost have no words because it's so good just by itself. Like I can't really tell you how good it is. That is that watching it will not give you the same experience. So yeah, Endgame's my number three. Eddie, um, also my number three. But also, so when I talked about Infinity War, I the big thing I used was spectacle, right? Mm-hmm. Endgame spectacle with consequences. <laughs> that's what i love so to start we have the core team the original six avengers which everyone was kind of pissy that hawkeye wasn't in the in the first one i mean wasn't in the in uh infinity war which fair yeah, enough hawkeye. You're, you're hawkeye fans fucking dude the the opening scene of this movie is fucking haunting where he's playing cash with his family and then all of a sudden his wife disappears and his kids and it's they're just out of frame where he can't see like what's happening he's like where's my family like fuck um now i'm gonna be honest here are all my marks against it just so you understand how great this movie is uh not having uh natasha and not having black widow in the final charge fucking uh loses points for never having the world breaker hulk or the rematch between hulk and thanos also fuck thanos 2.0 the original thanos from infinity war went through some shit to earn his scars i respected him i liked him so, uh, Thanos 2.0, he becomes vain. He even says it himself. You know, I will recreate, uh, I will crush, I will redo every every atom right down to the last atom and re- rebuild the universe in my image to some degree. He's more menacing. He becomes a normal villain. Like, ah, oh, fuck, this guy just wants to redo everything in his image now? Well, it's because he's psychotic. The <clears throat> He's still in his psychotic uh, phase. Stage. The other one was psychotic, but more of a philosopher. Yeah, and but see, that's what I mean. Thanos, the 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 original one in the first timeline, was a great villain because again, he went through some shit. He had those scars. He sacrificed his own daughter. Thanos 2.0 shows up and is like, "Hey, gauntlet, mind now." Like I, yeah. all that said though, those marks against it 
movie is so fucking fantastic. Um, the portal scene is obviously incredible. The charge, uh, the conclusion of the stories between Steve, Tony, and Banner, which maybe Banner's story is over. Tony passing away. There's a great line from the first Avengers where they argue uh, everything that's special out of you came out from a bottle. And uh, what Steve says, you know, you're not the guy to lay your life on the line for someone else. And in this fucking movie, obviously they pay off that, which I don't think they planned on it, but they did. Tony sacrificing himself, Steve uh, wielding Mjolnir. Fernie, we watched this movie together. Remember the pop? In, the- a pa- in a packed IMAX theater, no seats available. I woke up at four in the goddamn morning to go work out. I was on the stair climber, <laughs> constantly refreshing the AMC I remember that. <laughs> to, to get tickets as soon as they popped. And I got tickets right as they popped. And then within a minute, every single movie website crashed. Crashed. And no one was able to get tickets for like a good while. But yeah, I I remember. I'll say, I'll say, I'll let Eddie finish his thoughts because Endgame is my number two. Oh. Uh, No, just Endgame, great movie. It capped off so many stories. Um, It really emotional. I just, man, as far as Avengers movies is concerned, I don't see another Avengers topping it without building up these characters more. Because I think one of the reasons why we love this movie, I love this movie, is because how invested I was in Steve Rogers, how invested I was in Tony Stark, and, you know, all these other uh, amazing characters. Mm -hmm. So that's my number. My number three is uh, Endgame. Yeah. And to continue on with the Endgame talk, it's my number two. Um, this was my last amazing, perfect movie theater experience. You think of movie theater experiences now, you have people talking, you have someone answering their phone, you have all these disruptions. When I saw this movie with Eddie, his his girlfriend at the time, his wife now, and our friend Shu. Everyone in that theater was invested in watching this movie. No one was on their phone. No one was talking during the movie except for cheering. I remember this movie so well watching it in theaters. It When I rewatch clips, I still get the goosebumps that I got when I would see it in theaters. The the fucking original three teaming up to face Thanos again. Uh, the fucking pop when uh, Captain America throws uh, Mjolnir at Thor and, cat- and fucking Thanos and catches it. The fucking pop in the theater. It rivals that of someone returning to WWE. Yeah, that's true. It, it was such a big pop. Like, I bet you if any of those actors were sneaking into theater viewings of Endgame, they were like smiling their asses off hearing people pop at those scenes. The scene where they where they all start coming back to life and uh, joining the fight, the fucking pop when people started popping through the, the portals. The oh fuck, man! Like 
to finally hear Captain America say Avengers Assemble, everyone fucking cheered in that theater. No one was quiet at that part. Everyone cheered. This was the dessert that we all wanted after a long fucking meal. This was our fucking chocolate cake. And I don't care what anyone says. Some people say, oh, Infinity War had the better story. That's great. This was a two-part movie. This was a five-hour yeah. movie. They couldn't do it a five-hour movie. They had to cut it in half. Infinity War is a story. This is the fucking cherry on top. The Iron Man dying at the end. The I am Iron Man and the snap. Perfect. That is the most perfect death ever. What made it even more perfect was I, I saw the video synced up to Black Sabbath's Iron Man. Yeah. Really good. Even more perfect. Yeah. This was just... I remember tearing up watching this movie at the end. Uh, when everything started happening, the Mjolnir uh, grab the Avengers assemble. I was tearing up because I remember watching Iron Man when I was in the seventh grade and the fact that they fucking continued on until I was already graduating college. Like I was just like, Oh shit. Like this is such a once in a lifetime deal on how lucky I am to see these comic book characters come to life because I've talked to so many older comic book nerds. They're like, these are the best interpretations of these characters that we have ever seen. Like, we're so lucky to see them. Like, for me, Endgame will always just have that special moment in my heart as the perfect, one of the perfect team-up endings to comic books, to a comic book movie franchise. One good ending to a chapter. But that's me. No, I 100% agree. Eddie, uh, you've been wanting to talk for like eight minutes. But... No, 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 I want to, I had a quick question for, because uh, Freddie uh, mentioned something and I, I wanted to ask him, do you think one of the reasons why this movie was so like incredible and such a great experience was because of Thanos' win? There was such a, an amount of dread before this film, you know, knowing that they had lost. That's one of the reasons why it was such a big burst of like, happiness and joy and enjoyment because you know we, we went down that path of of you know loss and then this where they went you know do you think that's one reason why i would say that's one of the reasons i would also say i would hope that this is another reason is that like myself these people have gone on this journey with me whether it was when they were kids whether it was when they were teenagers and they binged it all, that they're so invested in these characters that they had no other emotion but to give such a pop when these events were happening. Yeah. Look, it it's a it's a you never forget the first time that you see the portal scene. It's like it's a core memory. Like it's a thing that you just don't forget anymore. So I agree. And I can't believe that some of us have one or two movies above this one, but so it, it almost feels disrespectful to be like, ah, oh, we love this movie. 
this one I like more, or there's two I like more. <laughs> and you know, it's personal, you know, it's it's all based on taste. But yeah, I think we can all agree that Endgame is like top tier. Like there's no no, no denying it. It promised and it delivered. And that is hard. Yeah. So, yeah. That was your number two. Eddie, that was your number three, right? Yeah. Yeah, I started off the number two. So now we're on to Eddie's number two. Go ahead. All right. My number two is actually going to be Captain America Civil War. Okay. Uh, just because, and obviously my last two, my top two are solos. Uh, but for me, Civil War was a great story where every side had a point. It was a philosophical fight. Um, and I really enjoyed that because uh, you can understand both sides of the eye. I personally, I sided with Cap. You know, the best hands are our own. You know, if we sign these accords, we're going to have to listen to these people and they may not want to send us into places where you know, they don't want to send us for bullshit reasons when we can go and we can save lives. Um, Especially I coming off of the events of Winter Soldier where he found out who he was serving was the bad guys. Yeah, but also you get kind of Tony side a bit. You know, he's guilt-ridden. He he wants it, it comes off like this. You know, Tony wants uh wants him to be held accountable and be like, no, we should answer to an authority. Um, to which I think one of the arguments is no, you just don't want to feel bad if you fuck up and make a mistake. If they make a mistake and don't send you somewhere, you don't have to feel bad that people died. But if they send you somewhere and people die, you can say, Well, they sent me. It's I I get it. I, I'm not I'm not trying to call Iron Man a bitch here, but I I get both sides, but I'm solidly on Captain America's side. Um, Bucky comes full cameo. Zemo kind of sucked as a villain a little bit, but what? I, I don't like Zemo. Honestly, I don't think this movie needed Zemo. Zemo was kind of just like the, the fire starter to some degree. Um, yeah. but I, I think this movie, like they didn't need him. I think they honestly could have done this movie without Zemo and just make Bucky not the main villain, but like the he's the one that's kickstarts the plot. Um, I think he was the catalyst. I think he's super necessary to make this movie, and I think he's one of the most menacing things. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he's terrifying. And later we see him dance in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but on this one, I think he's very effective as a villain. Uh, I forgot he danced in Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> they made an hour cut version of that of him dancing, there. but no, <laughs> fucking um, the airport scene, the the incredible fight. I'd argue the second most, uh, the second best uh, set piece scene in the entire MCU, right behind the portal scene. Um, this great five on five fight, which. For me, bear in mind, for me, there was a lack of tension during this fight scene. I don't like, know, man. I would say the Wakanda fight of Infinity War one? is a good one. I'm not saying it's a bad one, but I'm saying, like, I know this scene gave me more goosebumps than that one because I didn't, I wasn't 100% sure what was going to happen here. The only thing I knew for sure, and again, this is a mark against it. I'm using quotation marks. I knew no one was going to die. I'm like, look, they're pulling their punches. Fucking Wanda says it herself. I mean, uh, Fucking Black Widow, Natasha says it herself, like, you know, it depends on how hard you hit me. I know for a fact they're not trying to put each other down. Um, but that said, it's still fucking entertaining. Uh, we get introduced to Black Panther, who T'Challa, you know, has some great fight scenes. Bucky trying to get out, taking on Sharon, uh, Sharon Carter and Natasha. Um, Spider-Man's introduction, which we only get him for like, what, maybe 10 minutes? But what a great 10 minutes. I still laugh my ass off at that scene where Bucky throws something at him and then Spider-Man yells, hey, buddy, I think you dropped this. And then throws <laughs> it back at him. What? I think he throws a car at him. 
No, it's like a door or something. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, like to the airport. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's hilarious, and it's also like, um, that's the kind of Spider-Man that I love. Like the the shit talker, the one, the smartass. Just great movie, honestly. Um, Captain America: Civil War. Also, like for any mentioned man, it has one of the best uh, fight scenes uh, between Captain America and Iron Man. Just fucking brutal. Um, How personal it was. Yeah, like and, that. That made it the probably one of the best fight scenes in the MCU. But also, you get you you understand Tony. I don't blame Tony at all when he says, "I get it," but he still killed my mom. You know what, yeah. man? I I understand. I may be a bigger Captain America fan than Iron Man, but dude, I couldn't pick a side there. I get Cap, but Tony when he said that, I'm like, you know what, man? Fuck Bucky, get him. Yeah, <laughs> I I. I checked out at that point. I was like, I'm just watching this. This is great. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Next. So your yeah, number two is Civil War. Uh, I think I should do my number two and then we, then we can all do number ones. So that's okay. Yeah. All right. So my number two, a movie that has somehow, no one has mentioned it. Um, and Eddie, you, you mentioned spectacle earlier. To me, this is my spectacle. And it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm I'm a Volume 2 kind of guy. I love the first one. I think the first one is uh, super fun. I think the second one takes it to the next level. I think uh, the soundtrack is even better. I think the action is amazing. The colors and the lights and uh, everything about the climax of the movie, I think is great. And I think one of the most uh, emotional uh one of the best emotional relationships that we have in, that we have in the MCU is Peter and uh, Star Lord and his dad, and not his dad, but Yondu. Yondu. And oh, that Yondu death was—if that didn't make you tear up—that got everyone, and that is—and that is, I think, one of the most effective uses of like of a death in in, in a movie because all the MCU deaths, most of them come back, and Yondu doesn't. And it feels worth it. Like, uh, especially because he just said that he just got like great line after great line of him saying, look, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. And then immediately having that line, like he may have been your dad, he may have been your dad, your father, but he wasn't your dad. And I'm your dad. And in a weird way, yeah, he did, he did raise them. And uh, emotionally great. His, his funeral scene is one of the most beautiful scenes in any superhero movie, I think. And, um, it's just great. The humor is also great. Baby Groot is adorable, and there's just very little oh, to the fucking dislike. scene where he's like walking slow after like they're making fun of him or humiliating him. <laughs> oh, that scene's just heartbreaking. He comes back with the dudes. Uh, like, oh, right, yeah, with the like, thumb. Like, like, where like, did you get that? Like, do you have a chest of thumbs? He's like, no. He's like, we just we won't talk about that. Yeah, we just won't bring <laughs> it up. And it's just great. And you know, we we talked a lot about James Gunn of how good uh, the, the Suicide Squad was. And you know, a lot of people are kind of backtracking that into well, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think gave him a really big budget and told him, hey, have fun. And I think this one, uh, I I love the, the new Suicide Squad, but I think this one is so special and, and emotionally i think it's great and the humor is also great uh, uh freaking uh 
uh, Batista is so stupidly funny in this one. Like, uh, I, this is this is the first line that he has in the movie. It's like, uh, hey, why are you wearing a jetpack? And he goes, I can't I have sensitive nipples. But like in the most deadpan voice. Oh, my nipples. Yeah, and then at the end, where he's like, oh, my nipples. Like, it's, and then his relationship, oh, Mantis. I fucking love Mantis. I think she's so funny. And her relationship with Drax is so great. Like how, how he goes like, this is my new ugly best friend. Like, she's great uh ego the 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 planet the villain uh i think very scary one of the scariest scenes in the mcu is when he goes well i had to put that tumor in her like it's just everything about this movie just really works there's a giant pac-man made of rocks by the end and uh i think we forget how big of a spectacle this one was and I love it, man. I really, really love uh, Guardians 2. And it's it's one of my go-tos for uh, for anything. I cannot wait for part three. I cannot wait for the Christmas special. And I cannot wait to see these characters again in Thor, Love and Thunder. They are great. And uh, yeah, I really can't wait to see how, how the story continues and how James Gunn take these characters forward. But to me, this will always be a really fun ride. So number two. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. Uh, Guardians Galaxy 2, I loved. Um, I will I say that's probably the biggest curveball, I would think, on the list. Uh, but, yeah, I have no problems with it. I love Guardians Galaxy 2. You know, I never cared for the Guardians. I like them. It's just I, I never really connected with any one of their characters on the personal level. They're fun. I just, it's kind of You're telling me you don't connect with an alien? No, no, not you even connect with a raccoon with a machine gun. Not even the fucking tree. I have an existential question for Eddie. Do you think you get the Suicide Squad without Guardians of the Galaxy? No, no, I'm, I'll admit that. Fuck no. James Not Gunn, slightest. Yeah. maybe maybe with the exception of the Russo brothers, James Gunn made, has made the best like group superhero movies. Um, yeah. With the exception of the Russo brothers. Like, look at Guardians. I don't and, disagree. And look at, look at Suicide Squad. I, I like Zack Snyder's Justice League, but like, I, I, I fucking know that's not for everybody, but uh, James Gunn's movies are a lot more easily accessible to, to people, I think. Mm-hmm. The dude doesn't have to have almost like, what, 35 minutes of slow motion. Yeah, uh, I agree. All so, right, so we're coming into number one. Before number one, anybody want to do honorable mentions or? I got two. All right. Uh, honorable mention was the first Captain America. Uh, but the, I can't have all three Captain America movies on my list. So I made him one honorable mention. And then the other thing is Avengers 2 Age of Ultron because Ultron had a fucking point. <laughs> and the more I go back and watch that movie, I'm like, he's not wrong. Ultron spent five minutes on the internet and was like, these motherfuckers have to go. Like, and is he wrong? Let's is fucking he wrong? restart. Control, Al, delete. Like, just fucking restart the whole program. Evolve. Whoever survives will evolve. And you know who would have survived? The superheroes. Fuck the humans. <laughs> and it gave us one of the best things that we all wanted since we were a kid. Hulkbuster Iron Man armor. That's Great. true. I forgot. One of the That's most- right. One of the most forgotten movies, I think, was Ultron and really fun fight. Uh, I remember yeah. when we all went to go watch it in theaters uh, and uh, everyone just like going, oh, during the fight scene between Iron Man and uh, Hulkbuster. That movie gets Hulk. unnecessary hate. I think it's really fun. I, I like love it. Age of Ultron. That's a good honorable mention. 
I think yeah. it, I think it gets the unnecessary hate because just because people um, had expectations and just because it wasn't exactly the way you liked it was uh was the reason it got so much hate. I mean, Avengers I like three days Ultron didn't deserve it. I got a quote yeah. from you from the movie. Shoot, didn't see that coming. Shoot, <laughs> that was a quote. Quick um, you didn't get all it. All right. I'd say if All I right. had honorable mentions, I would probably say Captain America 1, um, Ant-Man, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Black Panther. All right. If I have any honorable mentions, I would probably say the first Guardians, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I think is really fun, the first Avengers, and... Yeah, probably Black Widow because I think it's it, it, even though it's uh it's close, it, it just came out. I think it it really stands it really stands against all of them. I think it's fun. Um. Okay. So number ones, show them up, well, Eddie. Um. So I may have just already given myself away. My number one is actually uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. All right. Oh. Um. Just because it was such a huge tonal shift. I mean it. The Russo brothers are, I think at this point, as if not more influential than Joss Whedon you know, when it came to the MCU. Um, just the change in direction. You saw the change pre and post Winter Soldier, the more of a reality check, a little more grounded, as grounded as a fucking superhero film franchise can be. Um, really made me like Steve Rogers, the banter. I like his relationship with Black Widow. Um Obviously, introduction of Bucky, which I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And then I see him beating the shit out of uh, Sam, Natasha, and Steven. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, you didn't know about the Winter Soldier? No, I wasn't as I wasn't as familiar with uh, with Marvel comics. DC comics, I'm a fucking encyclopedia. I can go back all the way to the 60s. The Marvel, on the other hand, I'm still very noobish when it comes to their comic books. Not not as much as I should know. Um, but no, yeah, I was Bucky was awesome. Uh, what's it called Zemo was great. Shield, like I remember the scene where we're having a civil war, wink, wink, uh, between Shield agents and Hydra agents, kind of duking it out. You know, these officers pointing guns at each other. You see these guys coming out saying we're the only air support for Captain Rogers, and then fucking Bucky's wrecking their shit. Uh, you have Crossbones sort of in there. The elevator fighting. There's just so fucking much. And then it has great music, too. They had licensed music in this movie, which I know Iron Man did, but to me, this movie did it better. I know, ACDC, what the fuck ever. The Pulp um, Fiction reference? Everything. Everything in this movie. I, I enjoyed Winter Soldier so much. There's not a scrap of fat on there. I, I This is the movie I probably rewatched the most. Some of the best uh, fight sequences, the knife fight between Bucky and Captain America, uh, Bucky and Steve. Also, just like the ending where like Steve manages to stop everything. He gets stabbed and Bucky's beating the shit out of him. He drops his shield and Captain's just refusing to fight him. He's like, I'm with you to the other line. Like my fucking heart. Like, oh, man, I get you. I understand. You know, like I just great. Like, what can I say that hasn't been said before? For me, this is the best MCU film bar none. Um, I connected with Captain America like the most of any MCU character. That might be one of the reasons why I love this movie because it's such a character dive into him and who, what makes him a person. He even tells fucking Nick Fury, you know, this isn't freedom. This is fear. Like, this is bullshit. 
there's a reason why I dressed up as Captain America at least twice for Halloween. Like he's my favorite MCU character by far. And yeah, that's my number one. All right. All right. Yeah, valid. Very valid opinion. Um, Fernie, number one. Number one for me is Marvel's The Avengers. Ooh, very oh. the first one. Nice. Yep. Do so tell. That's why you were that's why you were so offended when Eddie put it so high on the list. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? But uh for me, because like I said, I remember watching Iron Man one in seventh grade and then having that teaser at the end that they're gonna make an Avengers movie. I mean, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, they're actually going to make an Avengers movie. They're not going to make an Avengers movie. They're a team-up movie that's never been done before. All they've done is Batman, Spider-Man, X-Men. Like, they're not going to team up all these characters. And then to see where it culminated in 2012 into one of the biggest movie adventures that showed the public, we can do this, and would kick off fucking 10 years of movies like i will always remember that first uh camera cycle through where it shows them all in the circle looking up the shatari and that first avenger shot like that first avenger shot will always be iconic i love that first avenger shot um hulk making his long uh hiatus broken uh this is the first time we get the ruffalo hulk um we finally get to see him interact with his other counterparts uh you get to see captain america and tony uh duke it out verbally because they are completely different and they both have completely different ways of looking at things like at that point captain rogers is still very government oriented like, uh, even though, like, he has some distrust, he's more like we should do what the government says in this movie before how he is in, so- in uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, Tony has to learn to play nice with other people. Uh, you get the f- real introduction of Hawkeye because you only see him for a little bit in Thor, the first one. Um, yeah, but Avengers, the first one will always hold a special place because it, I remember seeing it and just being like, holy shit, it actually happened. Um, but like I said, my top three can easily be interchanged with some slight modifications. Endgame could be my first one because of how how much of a reaction I had watching it, how I remember vividly. Uh, what happened in the theater and just coming to realization thank god that movie came out in 2019 opposed to 2020 that's true because yeah if it was slated for 2020 it would not have come out until this year 2021 yeah i didn't think about that if it had been delayed by just like one year, if it would have been delayed, not even think a about year. it. It came out like April if it had been delayed by like, yeah, like 10 months. 10 months. Holy shit. I didn't think about that. And everything started shutting down late March 
of 2020. If this movie would have been delayed by one year, we would have not had gotten this movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with saying Avengers, uh, Marvel's The Avengers as my first pick. Um, also, it was, I think it was either this one or Iron Man 3 was the last Paramount Marvel Studios movie. Yeah, because after this, uh, I think it right was, before Avengers came out, it was the, the the Disney buyout. Yeah, I think Avengers was the last Paramount uh, Marvel Studios joint movie, and then after that, it was Disney. Yeah, which you know has only worked in their favor, to be honest. Yep. Um, I respect that. I think the first Avengers is a is a cultural milestone. I think uh, it's it's unprecedented, something like that, and. They only took it further. They only took it uh, above. So really all power to them. My number one is very different from both of you, but both of you already talked about it. So you might not have a lot to say, but if not, here it is. Uh, My number one is Spider-Man Homecoming. It's to me, look, uh, Fernie, you you and I, when we did the Booksmart review, we talked about this, how I freaking love coming of age teenage movies. I grew up on this. This is my shit. So mm. the fact that, in a way, all Marvel movies are combinations. They're a combination of a superhero movie plus another genre. A Winter Soldier is a spy thriller. Uh, Ant-Man is a heist movie. And uh, Doctor Strange, in a weird way, is kind of a horror movie. And then this one is a teenage coming-of-age film in the very very much in the style of like John Hughes or any, any other... like. Uh, kind of movie like this and i live for this crap so when spider-man homecoming came out it i i've always loved spider-man but this movie just reignited my love for the character it reintroduced them it could have not worked we saw him work in civil war and jesus christ thank god it worked in this movie because this is the most consistently rewatchable funny uh, uh endearing uh, emotionally attached that I'm that to a movie that I have for like a superhero one especially in the MCU and far from home is great I'm sure no way home is gonna be great too but this this just hits in the all the right ways spider-man being a young kind of shy but if I want a shy teenager I mean we've seen this before but and then no yeah I would I agree Nope. Ready? I think you're. I think you're like. Uh, mute. I think. You, I think he's cutting out. Are you cutting out? Am I back? Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm back. Continue, yeah, yeah. Gamma. Yeah, yeah, I was saying. Yeah, no, no problem. I was saying how uh, we've always seen Peter Parker as this, as this very young, very shy, uh, introverted kid, and he's he becomes extroverted when he's Spider Man, and you didn't have to change anything. You just have to make him, you know, more of this age. And this is a Gen C Spider-Man. He is, his humor is different from the previous, from the previous ones. And the fact that he's squippy and snappy and he's so excited to hang in, to hang out with all these superheroes, like it's great. It's like the personality of Miss Marvel in this new Spider-Man. And yeah, Tom Holland is a great young talent. He's going to do wonders of Spider-Man. I hope they just keep doing more movies with him. If they want to do a second trilogy where he's in college, fucking go for it. It's solid gold and it's right there. And I just love this movie. I love how he treats 
being Spider-Man with the same weight as, oh my God, I want to ask this girl to to homecoming. Like it's so, it's such a high school movie, but at the same time, it's so, it, it leaves me with like the biggest smile on my face. I rewatched it recently and I forgot how funny it was. Like it's got so many jokes and so many like lines that just like uh, kind of fade into the background, but are great. Hell, even Aunt May is great. Like she's also fun. And while I do agree that it's not the most perfect Spider-Man movie, to me, that's that's like uh, that's into the Spider-Verse territory. And and maybe the great the, the great uh, Spider-Man story has not been told in a movie. But if it does, I hope it's with this kid because this is such a, such a great iconic performance and such so good that he nails this character. He nails uh, Spider-Man and the shyness. I can't, uh, there are some, uh, there are some gripes. It's not perfect. I really wish the suit wasn't CGI. I really wish the suit was there. Uh, I really wish there, there was, there was a little bit more, more of action there, less green screen, but, and yeah, I do agree that, that there are a lot of jokes about how the villains always end up working for Tony Stark at some point. I hope they change that at some point, but I really like the direction where, where it's going. And I love that it started. It, it didn't even start. It started Civil War, but it moved up from here. And I think this movie is like the perfect little middle in the MCU. Like, like uh, Eddie, you, 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 you said it best. Low stakes. He's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's just there to help out the little guy. This is not a cyber uh, end of the world adventure. It's just, hey, this guy is doing bad things. And oh no, he's my girlfriend's dad. <laughs> like that's terrifying. And Michael Keaton is so good as this villain that, oh God, he's he just nails that, that performance and everything. I just, I fucking love this movie. This is, uh, I rewatched it recently and I forgot just how much I loved it. So yeah, it might change if, if No Way Home comes out. If Hell, maybe Shang-Chi is better than this. I don't know. But to me, this is my special one. This is, uh, yeah, probably not, but uh, <laughs> but I but I like this one, and I'm and I'm gonna keep liking this one. So to me, uh, my number one favorite MCU film, Spider-Man: Homecoming. I would yeah. say at least he didn't suffer from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, where every time he took off the mask, it would like cut and then cut back to him, like without the mask. Yeah. I always noticed, I started noticing that oh, when I was right. watching those. Every time he would take off the mask or begin to take off the mask, it would cut away and then cut back and then the mask would be off. Or if he was putting it on, it would cut away and then cut back. Yeah. I forgot but, about that. Wait, how did how he do the train fight, though, if, like, he couldn't? Or do you think he just got in shape for, like, that one week? Remember, he, like, took it off for a bit. So. Yeah, he, he. I think it just tears off. Or, like, I think it was all damaged and uh, he took it off. Yeah. But, no, but no, remember, the, but are you insinuating that the reason why they kept cutting between him taking off and taking on is because there's a different person under the suit, no? I don't know. I would love to hear Sam Raimi give a reason as to why he did that. Yeah. But as far as I know, there's no real reason. But, uh, yeah, I would say Homecoming is a good choice. I love Homecoming. I love that it kept the essence of Spider-Man, of the 60s Spider-Man, and kept it in a modern age. And I love that we finally got to see someone that doesn't look fucking in their late 20s playing Spider-Man like Tobey Maguire or a pretty boy like Andrew Garfield. Like, you actually got to see this dorky kid. uh, And 
they made it to a point where he's getting picked on and it makes sense he's getting picked on. Yeah. But I love that they were like, fucking Nick's the origin story. We know the origin. Ben Parker gets shot. Like, we're not going to shoot another old man again. Like, yeah. we know we know the story. Let's give the people what they want. And then they took one of the, probably one of their goofiest villains in Spider-Man because it's a fucking dude in a bird suit. And they made him cool. And then they kind of... And then they kind of fucking made Shocker into a joke. But you know what? Shocker wasn't my favorite anyways. But I would take Vulture over. I would say Vulture is definitely up there with Doc Doc Ock as a villain. Agreed. Because, you you, you know, you you have the Doc Ock of like, like, oh, he's his mentor. But then you have this one of like, oh, he's my date's dad. Like that, like that when you're like 16, like it's fucking terrifying and great, you know. And he has a reason to do it. He was pissed off at Tony Stark for stealing his contract for the city and taking food out of his kid's mouth. That he was like, man, fuck this guy. I'm gonna, I need to make money. The best villains always have a point. Yeah, and I agree. So, those are our top 10 MCU films. That That is that. We are the rollback. We did it. And Shang-Chi comes out tomorrow. So we'll see how that ends up. We'll probably do a review of that next week. I wonder uh, if we can get a ticket to watch it tomorrow. What's up? I wonder if I could get a ticket to watch it tomorrow. I got a ticket today today in the morning, and I'm going to watch it on Friday. So hopefully. How many times do I watch it on Monday? I just realized I'm off on Monday. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I think hey. I work in the morning. Hey, I'm gonna go, do, right. I'm gonna go watch it. All right, so, awesome. all right, gentlemen. So, I have an idea. I have an idea. Let's, yeah, let's come back in about ten years. You know, after we have some more Marvel movies, and we'll do another top ten Marvel films. But this time, we'll have even more options. All right, granted, unless it's going to be different because randomly uh, stops. Yeah. Remember, Marvel changed the game and started introducing a uh, limited series into their. Phase four mix. Assholes. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, next next oh. next list will probably be like a, a MCU series. We can include the Netflix ones there. Well, also remind me, what do they call? They changed the. Did they change the name of? Uh, I know they went from Falcon and the Winter Soldier to Captain America and what? White Wolf. No, it just Captain it America. It's a uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. No, no, no but like, remember at the very end, the last title sequence, they change it to Captain America and was it the Winter Soldier. Captain America. Yeah, it just, and the Winter Soldier? It just yeah, it just they said Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, ah, fuck. You should adopt the name White Wolf. I kind of like that, but okay. Yeah. Why? Because you think white is right, Eddie? Is that why? You said it, not me. You monster. I'm cutting that, by the way. That may be taken a little, a little differently. <laughs> <laughs> so that is our top 10 list. If anyone wants to leave their top 10 list in the comments, we really appreciate it. Anything else you want to you wanna add before we take off, gentlemen? I got nothing. I, can't, I just can't wait to watch. I, I'm actually intrigued by Shang-Chi just because I saw Abomination. I'm like, what are you doing with this? 
I thought fighting, I saw Abomination in there. And he's fighting Wong from Doctor Strange. Which I'm and like, this is still this, plenty of tickets. I think I'm gonna see it on Friday. Hell yeah. I shockingly, man, there's not a lot of uh, attention online. Like I'm on a bunch of like fan pages and no one's posting shit about Shang-Chi. I well, hope because it's we're in a pandemic. Yeah, you also have to think like not that many people are going out to theaters. And plus, there's also the reasoning behind uh now that movies are getting released digitally and in theaters, they're coming out a lot quicker on Blu-ray. Yeah. I think like, it's 45 a days, lot right? Quicker. 45 days, yeah. Like um the ones I just saw recently are conjuring three on Blu-ray. Um it's another HBO Max one that just came out on Blu-ray. The one with Angelina Jolie came out yeah. on Blu-ray. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Black Widow comes out on Blu-ray in a couple weeks, maybe three. Shit. I didn't know that. Dude. But, uh... Oh. Well, it's a good time to be... to still buy into physical media, so... Good for well, you. Good for all of you. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 finally went down to 20 bucks, so I might consider buying it. Nice. Well, at least we know that physical media is still doing something, and it's not just the people who are into the criterion. So, yay. Yay for all of you. Um, Eddie, do you, do you want me to close it out? Uh, let's, yeah, close it out. All right. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. You have reached the end of the podcast. We are found everywhere that you get your podcast needs. Google, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. Anywhere that you get your podcast, we're more than likely there. So check us out. Check us out on Facebook at The Rollback. Check us out on Instagram. We're also on The Rollback. And check out our website, therollback.net. We have several written reviews on there. And... We also put out podcasts every Wednesday and Saturday whenever I actually record. But you know what? Um, it happens. Uh, next up on my docket, we have Candyman. We have Don't Breathe 2. We have Creed 2. Yes, I know it's a wide variety. Get used to it. And after that, I'm going to be re-reviewing the Disney Star Wars trilogy. Oh, you're going to take that by yourself? Yep. I already yeah. did Force Awakens. That one's going to be coming up sometime soon. And Eddie, what else is on the docket? Do you have anything planned coming up? Um, I'm doing a lot of video reviews, folks. Uh, go check them out. They're not as long. They're typically about five to seven minutes. And we're trying to grow on YouTube now. We're, the podcast is steadily growing. We're also going to be having more guests on in the future. Uh, hopefully, maybe even as soon as next week, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, hopefully next week we do a review of Shang Chi if we if we have seen it by then, which most likely we will. Y'all and want to uh, yes, Bernie. Uh, sure. Uh, next week I am going to be gone. Uh, for personal reasons, but uh, sure. Uh, if it's before that, we can uh, do it. All right. Uh, well, we'll Eddie. figure something out. Well, we'll, yep. yeah, we'll we, we will bring you a review. We promise. Yeah. I mean, summer's like almost ending. We're entering fall season, so the summer season is ending, and we're gearing into uh, what we like to what we in the business like to call Oscar season. So hopefully, that comes soon enough between October, November, December, and January. Um, we'll see the big, the next big releases that come out. Fernie, question: You said you were doing Candyman. Are you doing the remake or are you doing the original one? 
I did the remake. I already recorded it. It's coming up this week. It's coming out. All right, cool. So those are the new upcoming things. So if you need your movie fix, you're in the right place. Uh, yeah, that seems about it. My name is Chema. I've been Eddie. And this is your CEO and creator of the rollback, Fernando. This was your rollback review. Let's cut it. I still own the goddamn place. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Oh. All right. Let's see. All right. I don't know about you all, but two hours is pretty long for a fucking podcast. I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, lay down for a bit. I have work at 6 30 in the morning, so I have to go. So, <laughs> yeah. Me too. All right. Well, good night. That was fun. Let's do it again sometime. Night, guys. See ya. See ya.